everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Going Higher Together. I am your host, um, author and coach Tara Tucker. I thank you for joining us this Wednesday. I ask that you uh, share the broadcast, that you click like, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, and pray with us, pray for us as we've been having difficulties uh, with the airwaves and streaming and things like that. So we appreciate you guys uh, interceding um, with us. Today, we have a special guest, uh, Kathy Rivers. I'm gonna read her bio. And also, Kiki, say hey, introduce you to Kiki. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so let me read her bio. Kathy gave me this mini bio. It is so much more that she can say. She's being very <laughs> humble. I just want to throw that out there. Um, Kathy Rivers is a woman of God inspired by the Holy Spirit, wife, mother with 15 grands and counting. Kathy Rivers is a two-time author. Uh, her first book was Divinely Positioned. Her second book is From Trauma to the True You. Her motto in this season is that there is a God approach to every season of your life. She counsels. She has K Rivers approach, approach life with solutions. She's an entrepreneur. She is a, a salon owner. She's a pastor, public speaker, and prophetess. And she's a great friend and all around just a great person. So, um, welcome Kathy Rivers to Going Higher Together. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but when you sent it over and I was reading it, I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. she's just like, I'm just a wife and mother, grandmother. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. so Thank much you. more. So, Kathy, I'm so happy to have you on. Um, just a little backstory. I met Kathy in Birmingham in 2015 at mm -hmm. a hair salon. We were both renting sweets out of. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we have stayed in touch all this time mm -hmm. and i just thank god for meeting you i think you're good people you are genuine and consistent in your character um i thank you the many times that you've interceded for me the many times we've had uh, prayers over the phone um i just thank you for your obedience and stepping out and the calling that god has called you to i know sometimes it's not easy um but i thank you she's a, a loving and loyal wife you know, I thank you for that. You're a great example to other women as far as marriage goes or those even aspiring to be married, you know. So I just wanted to throw that out there that um, you're good people. I love you. And I thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. <laughs> you are very welcome. Yeah. Um, today, Kathy... I want to talk about your book, the one okay. that you wrote from Trauma to the True You. I want to talk about that one and also ask you to just let us know what's behind that book. You know, share that journey with us until how you got, and this is it, you guys, mm -hmm. how you navigated just from the trauma to who you are now. Well, it, it was a, a long road, um, recovering and healing from trauma. And actually, I didn't even know it was trauma. I just thought, you know, 
Um, this is my personality. This is who I am. Don't step on my toes. I won't step on yours. You know, if you do, if you wrong me, I was done with you. You know, I had some behaviors behind how I began, how I was acting or what I become became because of trauma. And as years of studying and prayer and I say the bathroom, sitting, laying down by the toilet, getting deliverance by myself was wow. the place for me. And God began to peel these layers over the years like an onion, you know, um, he began to peel the layers from me and began to reveal to me that I was dealing with trauma and trauma wasn't the identity or the definition of my life. But there was a true me inside of me that was identified by God. And uh, God gave me a word like 20, I say 21 years ago um, with the word approach. And he told me how my deliverance will be in the word approach. Um, I use K Rivers approach a lot. And behind the word approach is apostolic, prophetic, prevail, revival, operate, answer, and come to holy call. And he began to reveal to me that I will begin to bring forth a deliverance in your life that will be so apostolic. Jesus as the chief cornerstone because I know I searched it out and I was searching during that time and I thought apostolic meant he wanted me at an apostolic church but it was deeper than that he wanted to be the chief cornerstone of my healing my deliverance apostolic is Jesus is the chief apostle that's the anointing that he wanted to bring me to so I had to study the life of Jesus it was very prophetic I didn't know I was a prophet um, over time I began to see that I was born a prophet yeah I was always a prophet but I didn't know what that meant because I had so much rejection and so many fears and listening to all the things that man define you as they told me I was an evangelist so I took that and said okay I'm an evangelist and I, you know, just moved in those things according to what everybody was defining me as. And then he said, you will prevail and it will be revivalistic and you'll operate. You'll operate to the full function of who you are and what you're called to be. And you'll answer, you'll begin to answer when you be able to identify with me and you'll come to the holy call that I have for you. Now, did that happen a year later? No, it happened almost 15, 12 to 15 years later that all of it began to really come together and really fully manifest in my life what God was saying so trauma for me is very dear to my heart I desire to see people whole and really um, come to the identity of who they really are because trauma will define you so many ways Kathy yeah you just had a mouthful and I want to break that up um okay. But I want to go before the Lord because we didn't do that. We just kind of went straight on the end. And I just want to um, mm -hmm. just pray. Um, yeah. Father God, I thank you and I honor thank you, Lord. You. We honor you and we thank you for another day, Father. Yes. We ask Holy Spirit that your 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 spirit just rest and abide with us even right now, Father. Mm -hmm. I ask, Father, that you move among the airwaves, Father. Cancel out every attack, Father, in the name of yes. Jesus that's coming up against this broadcast. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over it right yes. now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. We thank you for Kathy and her testimony, Father. We yes. thank you that the enemy is trying to attack and come up against because she has something, hallelujah, to say, Father, that is going to break the yoke, Father, from many people, Father. So I thank you, Father, for even letting her be here tonight, Father. 
I thank you, Father, that the words will go forth, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and bless you, Father, for all that you are doing, for all that, uh, that, that you are, Father. We thank you for your love and your mercy, Father. Those who are listening, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you move on their heart, Father. Open their ears, Father. Give them spiritual eye style, Father. Mm. And let something be said here tonight, Father, that moves, Father, that heals, Father, that equips, Father, that delivers, Father, in the name of Jesus. Something that they need, Father. Yes. You know what they need. We don't know, Father, but we trust you. We know you. Hallelujah. So yes. we just ask that you move, Father, and do things that they need, Father. Yes. Let them know that you are real. Hallelujah. Yes. You are God, Father. And there is yes. none greater than you, Father. You are the one and true living God, Lord Jesus. And we thank you and bless you. you These God. things we ask, Father, coming together in unity in Jesus' name pleading the blood of jesus over it father sealing it father coming up against any retaliation of it father in the name of jesus name amen of jesus. amen hallelujah 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 thank you lord yes God. thank you jesus thank you thank jesus you, God. thank you lord thank you lord i want to um go back into what you were saying um because you gave us a big synopsis and kind of went way ahead. I want you to kind of slow that down and, and take us on the journey with you. Okay. <laughs> you got to okay. who you are because there are many women and people who are watching who may not know what they're called, who they're called, and then we're talking about tonight how to get our houses in order, and that, mm -hmm. that, that's part of it. You mm -hmm. know, knowing who we are, knowing how to position ourselves in our households. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go deep if you don't want. It's however you want to do it. But we want to talk about what you experience and then going forth mm -hmm. um, the the process, so someone okay. could be able to identify to say, okay. "Okay, I've been through that." And then mm -hmm. when you heard the call, okay, I can identify with that. So God is calling me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just want people to be mm -hmm. able to identify. So if you can okay. take us back, um, that would be awesome. Well, it's funny that you say take you back and, mm -hmm. you know, you would think, oh, I don't remember all of the process, but it's funny how you remember the process of pain. Pain doesn't really just go away. It's like you get healed and you may not remember the details of X, Y, Z with the with the conquering part but the pain tries to remain and keeps uh, like a computer uh, keeps coming back so um, I can go back to when I was about eight years old and God gave me a dream and he showed me in that dream uh, how I was in I associated church with going to church for Easter holidays and things like that and my mother was on drugs during that time and I had a dream where I was sitting in church and I had on a pretty dress and I sat there with my hands folded and all the little girls beside me had on pretty dresses and this spirit came up through the floor it was dark just a dark spirit and it snatched every girl beside me down and I don't know it was I know it was the Holy Spirit showing me in that dream that to just look forward and I kept my hands folded sitting pretty and I I kept looking forward and God told me in that particular dream as long as you look forward you can never be taken down wow. and that was a place where I did not remember that place until I was about 21 when I accepted the Lord and God reopened my eyes to see what he has said when I was eight years old. Girl, so when I got saved 
he revealed and showed me that I have you keep looking forward and you will, won't be able to fall you won't be you won't go down when did you get saved I got saved about 21 22 and I didn't know what salvation really was I you know when the person asked me um do you know what it means to be saved I'm like yeah I've been baptized and he was like no (laughs) it's a little deeper than that you know and he began to you know explain to me what it was and the Lord began to show me through study that salvation means to deliver you from the molestation of your enemies so I was very familiar with molestation and it just it just a trigger went off in me that God wants to deal with the molestation that I dealt with through all those years of childhood. I was kidnapped at 10 um, by a man and taken away. I was molested numerous of times by family members and just every man that seemed to come in my life molested me. So when I uh, got saved and found out what salvation meant, that it delivered me from the molestation of my enemies. It was so powerful for me because I didn't know how to really associate this invisible God with my life. Mm. That's powerful right there. Not to be able to associate the invisible God with your life. Mm -hmm. So the word salvation really meant and took on a lot in my life, really helped me to really embrace the word of God and really searching out to understand what God wanted of me, the things that I was hearing, really wanted to deal. He wanted to deal with the pain of my life. And I wanted to skip over that. But he really wanted to deal with the pain of my life. And I was like, and that's why it took so many years because I had become something from this. You know, I had to build this wall in order to not lose my mind. So because I had these walls built and because I had this certain posture from the pain, I didn't know how to get my house in order through the pain. I had to identify with what God was saying about healing to get my house in order. So for me, getting my house in order really started from the place of healing. It, it came through healing. How did you get there to be able to trust him? Because you're coming from trauma, a lot of trauma. So I can see you being someone who's not trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you, like you said, this invisible God, how, you're not trusting the people you see. How did you get to a place that you trust, that you had trust in God? It was, it was very challenging. Uh, actually, it took a lot of years to understand sonship mm. and to really understand him as father. Talk about that. Tell us about that beginning to understand him as father you know people will pray over me and they will say you know lord help her to understand sonship and i'm like what do they mean you know and i began to you know study it out of course and son meant matured one uh when uh paul said you know when i was a child i spake as a child but when i became a man I put away childish things and man means matured one or son when you become a son you become mature so the places in me was so arrested and immature that I had to really learn how to identify with who God said I was 
who he say I am in order to really truly learn to trust him because with me not knowing who I was and not even able to embrace the God definition of who I was it took years learning how to trust God and I tell you the trying of your the trying of your faith works patience (laughs) I mean my faith was tried in a lot of places where it taught me to how to trust him and I tell you when I when I got saved my grandmother passed away and I had to get an apartment and during that time I ended up pregnant with one of my children about four years later or whatever and I ended up with with being pregnant had to quit my job a long testimony behind that we don't have time for it but in that place I had to quit my job I heard the spirit of the Lord say quit your job to pray and I'm like quit my job to pray who does that (laughs) am I hearing correctly quit my job to pray that doesn't make sense to me (laughs) and I, I just committed myself to prayer and I'm gonna tell you getting your house in order requires prayer at the top of the list <laughs> and I quit my job and I prayed I I did more than prayer I didn't know at the time it was intercession I got filled with the Holy Ghost nobody laid hands on me I got filled with the Holy Ghost in my bedroom and I'm like what is this going on I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was and all these things started happening and in that place I couldn't pay the rent for eight months in Chicago they don't care they put your stuff on the curb they come in your house while you're in there sleep whatever they got to do to get you out they don't take you to court they put you on the street and I would call that eight months eight whole months (laughs) and I would call him every month the landowner and I say I don't have the rent right now but when I get it I'll pay it and he never asked me, well, when do you think you're going to get it? He just would say, well, when you get it, let me know. So I would call him every month on the first. So this place was teaching me how to trust the God I served through my situation. And and not only trust the God I served, but what I heard him say, learning to distinguish his voice and learning when you're obedient to his voice, because getting your house in order requires obedience. And in that place, it was such a place of obedience for me because that did not make sense. Even to my leaders at that time, that did not make sense. And they had a prayer room in the church. So I would go there at night and, you know, come out in the morning, take my children to school and pray at home. Then I would pick them up, feed them, go back to the prayer room at church, leave and I was committed to the place of prayer like the Lord had asked of me. But little did I know that's what he was using to deliver me. And he was building the call and the building what he had in me and fortifying me to the place that he had for me. He was getting my house in order. I did not know that. But he was getting my house in order, you know, by the things that he was speaking. See, a lot of times we don't realize that the things that we are called to be obedient to is getting your house in order because we are always trying to establish a certain order. Apply the strategies, be strategic in your planning, do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. But it does require your obedience because that obedience is getting your house in order. It aligns you to the things that God has called you to so I will call him every month and he say just call me when you get it end of eight months I got 
all of the money that I owed him. I don't know, light bills. I, I can't even tell you what happened with the light bill, the gas bill. I didn't have a phone. My neighbor saw me one day and she would give us food. She would, you know, one of my other neighbors would take me grocery shopping with her. If I picked up her kids, she would let me use the car. And if I grocery shop for her, she would let me get groceries for myself. So God set up a lot of things. I didn't have no income. I didn't have no money. I wasn't getting food stamps. Wow. I was living on the obedience of what God had told me to do. And every step that he told me to do, I will follow it. And it just led to the place of me learning how to trust him and knowing that what he says do. He knows how to secure it, and he knows how to bring you to it. He has the way already made and what you have decided to submit and be obedient to. And those places really taught me how to trust him. So when other places started coming up, I would go back to, that was my very first, I say, major I'm going to call it a miracle. <laughs> my first major experience with God as my father. Wow. That's amazing. Like, I'm blown away. I didn't even know that part. I know it's so many facets to you and, and, and parts to your testimony. Wow. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. How did that... How did this show up in your life with, with your relationships as a mother, as a wife? Or were you a wife during that time? I was a wife during that time. And uh, it, 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 you know, um, what the enemy means for bad, God will use it for the good. So a lot of places, because I was, and what I tell mothers now that I'm in this place, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel ashamed. Um, there's some things that I wish I knew that could have uh, reared my children differently but you know you pay for the consequences sometimes sometimes you have to you have consequences but one of the things uh for me as a, a wife it did teach me how to stand in that particular marriage um through he he was uh, on drugs really bad and it turned into to heroin and raising my children because I didn't know who I was and because I didn't really understand who I was outside of rejection and trauma even though God was working on me and doing some things in me we brought ch children in the place where I didn't even know me so I didn't have time to train a child in the way they should go, teach them the things that they are called to. So when they are older, they would not depart. They'll be unstoppable when they know who they are. It is our responsibility as parents to train them in the way they go. The gifts that you see in them, the calls or the things that you see in them, prune them in those things. Yeah, we put our children in dance, but when you put them in dance, are they gifted to dance? Is that part of who they're called to be? So you prune them, you train them in the way they should go, in the callings, in the giftings, in the things that you see. If they're musicians, if they like, they start out beating on things at six months, you should get them music lessons because <laughs> you need to train them in the way they should go. And when they're old, older, they won't depart. And we tend to depart from certain things, depart from the way because we don't know who we are.
And when you can't identify with who you are and you're not trained in the way you should go, then you have to try to get that in adulthood. And uh-huh. it becomes very challenging. Yes, Lord. And that's that's the place that need to be surrendered and God got to get your house in order. But, you know, I, I know these things now. So in parenting, there was a lot of things that I did know. I thought, you know, growing up, taking my kids to church, them not seeing me, uh, which was a really a testimony, them not seeing me in a certain character or behavior. I didn't cuss them out. I didn't do certain things to them. I They seen me uh, in character, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I thought taking them to church was enough. And it wasn't enough. They needed to be pruned in their identity. So I... I, I testify to young mothers to uh, really understand the importance of knowing who you are when you have children because that's not the time to find out who you are because really you're trying to train somebody else in who they are you need to be already identified through the lens of God so that you'll be able to help them identify so before you so that's in hindsight Mm -hmm. Hindsight. if if you're going in hindsight Uh uh-huh what are some some ways that a woman, a, a young mother, can navigate that if she's still th- seeing through the lens of rejection or seeing mm-hmm. through the lens of shame? What can she do to help her get herself together and also be a better mother now that she knows better? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to not debunk the importance of counsel, um, coaching, or uh, sound wisdom. Um, I had those things along the way in some areas of my life, um, in some places as I began to develop. But I mean, co- counsel was something that I really didn't even think I needed it. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't get it until I got older, you know, um, found out the importance of really getting counsel and really, uh, so you won't repeat patterns and really patterns and really understand the importance of generational curses like know your family history know yeah. what they dealt with so that you won't repeat those curses and understand how to break them and and educate yourself study i mean study to show yourself approved a workman unto god needed not be ashamed it will not make you ashamed it will help you rightly divide the word of truth when you have truth it cancels lies it eradicates lies so as a mother support is so important don't try to uh do it on your own if you can understand the importance of support because for me it was easy to just isolate myself it is part of my I, I call it one of the places that's easy for me it's easy for me to sit by myself for long periods of time you know and to say you know I need to come out of the shell and talk to somebody that's not as easy so I think as a young mother I think it's important to get support systems do you find yourself even now going into those places? If something's going on, do you go into yourself? I do, and I identify with them quicker. That's good. Because I am aware of what those places look like. Mm-hmm. So when I find myself in those places, I can come out quicker. Like when a 
uh, evil imagination comes that exalted itself against the knowledge of God in me, I immediately understand that I can cast it down or I deal with it or I talk with it to my husband. I have a transparent transparent places because as a pastor a leader you know in so many places it's not always easy to be transparent yeah yeah so in in being transparent it it really helps me where it feels like a place that I'm not going to be judged and then the next minute you're not going to respect me as a leader oh that's good so um I do. Those places still come up. And yeah. even really dealing with rejection is one of those spirits that really comes from trauma. And in getting your house in order, you have to fall out of agreement with those places, with rejection and fear and, you know, mm -hmm. just so many strongholds that come with it. Yeah, rejection and fear go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand, like mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Twin spirits. You have a... um. A part of your book that speaks about the world systems, and we're talking mm -hmm. about getting our house in order. Mm -hmm. And it's on page twenty-seven, and I just want to. Um, you talked about the newness of life, and we know that once we're saved, we're born again. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the uh, antichrist spirit and how mm -hmm. he tries to copy the things of God, and we know mm -hmm. that antichrist spirit is already in the world. Yeah. Um, but this sentence here, you said the devil tries to define us through the world system. Mm -hmm. The reason he can do this is because of the forbidden fruit that Adam and Eve ate in the Garden of Eden, which separated us from God, giving him power over us human beings. Through Jesus Christ, that curse has been broken. We have been reconciled to God, giving us authority through our relationship with Christ. So yes. that's done. Mm hmm. But why, in your opinion, and as a leader and as a pastor and um, prophetess, do you feel that we're still being defined by the world systems versus the kingdom, knowing that it's done, it's finished? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the places of carnality um, causes us, when you're not dying daily, mm. you can fall into the same trap that you fell in 10 weeks ago you may was okay yesterday but today you gotta die again so if you're not dying today dying daily if you're not consistently doing that you'll fall in this, the world system you'll fall into places of compromise and before you know it you're falling back under the place of a slave a slave mentality a mentality can be a slave mentality is poverty minded and not understanding who you are in in Christ so I often I've asked myself God if you broke the curse why am I dealing with or yeah. why do I have to go through looking at generational curses yeah yeah because they're more prone to me because it's familiar that's it's good. easy to fall into a pattern of something that's familiar than something that's unfamiliar. And if I'm not dying daily, if I'm not doing the things that takes to get my house in order, if prayer is not at the top of the list, obedience is not in, on the list. What else do I have listed? Um, Sabbath. A lot of us don't take Sabbath means to give your heart rest, to put oh. your heart at rest. We don't rest. We're so busy. Girl. And God put a stop in 2020. <laughs> you and you had you no choice but oh. to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know so we don't we don't do those things and it, and and that can cause us to go back to that world system it makes you fall back under familiar places that's good Kathy hmm. that's good that's, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Every day, I don't hear anything about a Sabbath rest that just no. giving that giving us that time to rest and, and and get cut the noise off so we can hear. Yes, and really taking the time, you know, the Sabbath deals with the rest of your heart and really taking time to breathe. You know, on this year, uh, at towards the end of last year. Um, I think it was the beginning or the end of last year um i had got where i couldn't uh breathe very well and they call it analectasis and i had to breathe in and breathe out and my doctor said now this is the same doctor that i told i'm not gonna be on this medication forever he said well <laughs> All of y'all come in and say that. And once you have this, you will always need it. Well, my numbers change. And he was like, oh, wow, your numbers change. You don't need this medicine. <laughs> so when I was in there, he says, God, natural relief is for you to breathe in and to breathe out. It's God's sigh. And I'm looking at him. I say, oh, okay, this is God's sigh. And what God showed me, you know, sometimes we hold in things. And we don't really take the time to really breathe, you know, we don't, we just, you, the body knows, the body knows what, because whether we want to look at it or not, some conditions in the body is due to, you know, a lot of it is diet. And then, and talking about getting your house in order, we need to follow a diet, you know, we need to have principles in our diet not just for the purpose of losing weight. I am so, I love intermittent fasting. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But my God, intermittent fasting is causing your health to become better. Uh-huh. This has the word fasting attached to uh-huh. it. <laughs> Which should be easier for the saints. <laughs> but, you know, of course, fasting is not always a spiritual principle. Uh-huh. But at the same time this having a diet and really taking time to breathe and taking time to relax you know we sometimes we want to just really you know god i want you to know what my call is i want to know what this i want to know what that and he is just saying just simply be and rest in me daughter and just 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 let me speak to your heart what is it i could be doing a lot of things he has gifted all of us a lot of different ways uh-huh. but in getting your house in order what is it that you're called to do now one of the things that god had me to write down was getting your house in order for 2021 because some seasons getting your house in order changes yeah come on speak on that due to your season 
it changes. And I'm not the one to give you a prophecy for 2021 or a February prophecy. That's just not how God moves in me. But when he said, what is getting your house in order for 2021? You said the word hindsight. When we look back on some things and we take the time to gain perspective from what we've been through, we had went through a season uh, unifiedly, if that's a word, globally together on the same type of level. And so what can we look at? And all of us will probably have different answers, even though it was a global condition that went on a global situation but we all can have different takeaways from that place to say what do I need to have in order I'm sure some people say they gained 15 pounds in that season but they was at a place where they were at at a place of comfort then some people lost weight during that season they took the time to focus on whatever it was dealing with their health their diet blah 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 most people couldn't eat like they was eating because you had to be good stewards that's another place of getting your house in order stewardship Uh (laughs) stewardship is required in getting your house in order I, i didn't know the holy spirit had all of this honestly um but in those places, when you look back on hindsight, you can have a, a, a guideline or view of what can I do in 2021 to get my house in order, which it doesn't change. One of the things that doesn't change is prayer. We know that off the bat. Prayer is going to be on the list for 2021, 2022, whatever. It's going to be always on the list. <laughs> and don't come down. I don't care if you have five minutes, 10 minutes. We, we, we live in a very distracting time where there's so much that you could be looking at doing, you know, but learning to uh, value the moments, every moment you get, even if you feel, you, even when you're taking time in the bathroom and you're praying yeah. at that time or you're in the car, that, that is time to God. Yes. And we we look at postures, and I I'm not a I, I am for a disciplined time, a disciplined space, meeting him at the same time, because it is very powerful. Um, there is some answers that really truly comes in that place. And when I was looking at Hezekiah, one of the things with Hezekiah, and when it was time to set his house in order, one of the things that he never missed out is going to God in prayer when he needed an answer. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, prophet, can you change the answer of the Lord? When the prophet told him what God has said, that was that. He cried out, turned his face to the wall. And how do you respond when you're in crisis? And getting your house in order, I had to learn how am I going to respond when a crisis comes. Uh-huh. And I ain't talking about a pandemic. I didn't had crises beyond some pandemics. I didn't had some stuff. The pandemic was easy to live through in the sense of being able to steal myself and just be in the house. That was easy. Uh-huh. I actually loved it uh-huh. <laughs> and enjoyed it. And, but that was easy. But I'm talking about when you get some bona fide places uh-huh. <laughs> that makes you want to give in, give up, give out. My God. Quit. 
not be consistent, not remain persistent, not let go of what God has said in spite of what you see. Kesha. Yenda bo koranda basaya. Kesha. I know that one, Jesus. In spite of what you see or hear. Because <laughs> you will hear some stuff too. But how are you going to respond in the crisis? Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And Isaiah, Isaiah was in the middle of the courtyard. And by the time he got to the middle of the courtyard, God said, turn around. Turn around. Hey. Hey. The answer came while he was yet speaking. My God. He turned around and said, God will give you 15 more years. Uh -huh. Now, getting your house in order, when I read it, he, I didn't see why he fought, fell deathly ill. I don't really know what happened, why he got ill or anything like that. But in that 15 years, talking about getting his house in order, he ended up with a son, Manasseh, that was 12 years old when he had to reign when Hezekiah died. That means three years later, he ended up, whoever it was, ended up with his son to go in his stead see when we are obedient when God when we turn to the wall and in prayer that's another thing the generations come forth to be able to carry the next thing that's why it's so important that we break generational curses because we don't know what is bringing forth in the in in the next generations Amen. we want them to serve God it's a promise to us when we serve him, that our children's children will be received by the Lord. Amen. So Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And before he even finished praying, the answer came back and said, I will give you 15 more years. So prayer has to always be on the top of the list. Obedience has to always be on top of the list. Uh -huh. When he prayed, he said, I didn't, I didn't, I've been serving you. So when you able to go to the Lord, you don't have no stuff there. You know, you ain't feeling guilty when you go to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times when you do something wrong and then you get ready to go to the Lord, it get, it becomes challenging because, you know, you got stuff. Uh -huh. You want to make it easy when you go to the Lord because, you know, I ain't living one way behind the door and living a different way in front of the doors. And another thing in getting our house in order, there is, it's going to require purity. We're going to have to live pure because the Bible says pure in heart shall see God. And when you deal with the word see, it deals with revelation. Those are the ones that's going to receive revelation. And that's going to have a pure impartation. I want so bad sometimes to prepare what I'm going to speak. God allow me to write down a few things. But I'm like, Lord, can you give me? No, he wants a fresh word for his people. Because we are not going to be able to see the move of God. People is not looking for just no same old, same old. Doing the same thing over and over and living the same way and coming back the same way. We, it, it, it is so time out for plain church and getting our house in order. We must be the church and we must live for the move of God. And by powers and demonstration, Hallelujah. I ain't coming in excellent a speech. I have a country tongue. Hallelujah. My speech ain't an excellent a speech, but we want to come in the demonstration of his spirit. Yes, 
And in getting our house in order, God showed us that what you was doing there, that's not going to work. Because then you, the crutches failed. You didn't have those things to rely on. So what you going to do when the crutches fall? You going to keep limping or you going to let him straighten you up? You have to have something in you. And the Lord also was dealing with me about the five wise and the five foolish. In this year, in getting your house in order, and it's always been the time. The word of God has been around forever. Mm -hmm. But you got to be prepared. When he get ready to bring you to your places that he has called for you to be. It's not prideful. The Lord spoke to me two and a half weeks ago that Tara's going to call you to be a speaker. I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be a little bit later. And I begin to say, okay, God, okay, prepare my heart. I receive it and I will say yes. But I didn't know it was going to be that quick. Kathy, I didn't either. It was just going to be us on talking and the Lord dropped you in my spirit. I came out of worship to call you. Oh, and when these times come, what is going to be in your belly? Hallelujah. What's going to be in your belly for the people of God? Because believe it or not, you think you in prayer, praying about your issues, getting free, getting delivered, praying that God break through and bring you to this place and bring you to that and all this other stuff. Or you may be an intercessor. You're praying for America. You're praying for others. You, you're calling out to the Lord. You're doing those things. But in those times, he is putting something in your belly. I had no idea that over 21 years ago that God was depositing something in my belly for my now. Yeah, yeah. Not just for my now, but for somebody else's now. Yes, God. And it required me to be free yes, and God. to not be ashamed. Of where he bought me from. Because there was a a season. I was kind of ashamed. To say oh I come from a family of incest. Why did I need to know about that in in a generation? Because through the spirit of incest comes perversion. So I need to know why I want to be promiscuous as a teenager. If If you're a young person. Uh Or I need to know how to be faithful in my marriage if the spirit of perversion want to come up because something ain't right in the intimate place because you trying to feed the spirit of lust. Jesus. We don't want to talk about those things and we, you know, there's some practicality. There's some practicalities in God too. Amen. And we need to really deal with those things. Let God really deal with those places. And I'm not saying it's not important to know what you're destined to. It is so very important. It is so important to know who you are. It is so important to break the limiting beliefs that keeps you bound. Amen. Because it's never about us. That's right. That's right. But it is about you. Amen. It's not about you, but it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have an assignment to fulfill. And we have things that we're called to do. So in getting our house in order. It's going to require purity. 
really being pure at heart and really breaking this spirits of control and manipulations and so many things and the lord had me to get something that i was writing i don't know if i need to stop or no 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 you keep flowing um he he gave me uh about the collaboration the divine collaboration that he has called god had a collaboration in the word of god that's been there before time and we have to get out of this place it's, it's one thing when you're not supposed to be connected to somebody. I'm not talking about that. You need to know who you should be connected to in this season, and it's not personal. Mm -hmm. um, but you need to know who God wants you to collaborate with because it's going to be required in this season in order to fulfill what he has called you to fulfill. And you his divine... Hallelujah. His divine collaboration is found in Ephesians 4, 11 and 13, where he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. And that's his collaboration for the kingdom. It is no longer a one man show. We we it's 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 not a one man show. Now, you may I may not be part of your ministry or you may not be part of my ministry, but we all a part of the kingdom. So Amen. It, in getting your house in order, you need to understand it's a kingdom plan. Hallelujah. It's it's not just, it's more than, more, it's a bigger picture. It's about the kingdom. And in the kingdom of God, you need a collaboration. But you also need to be divinely collaborated with who God told you to collaborate with. My God. To be able to bring forth what God has called you to bring forth. So that's just a piece of what he Ooh. also wanted me to share Jesus. on tonight. That is so on time. Thank you, Lord. That is so on time. Hallelujah, Hallelujah Father. We bless you and honor you. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so on time, Jesus. Thank you for your confirmation. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your words of wisdom, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, another thing that he wanted me to tell you, that humility is going to be required in getting your house in order. Um, I was looking at the word humility, and the Bible talks about humble yourself under the mighty hand of God where he will exalt you in due time. Uh -huh. And the word due time means kairos, uh -huh. which is the timing of God. So the place of humility bring you to the moment and to the time of God. Uh. So it's so important that we deal with humility. And that may look like forgiving someone. Uh -huh. That may look like, you know, I'm not talking about false humility or anything like that. That's another topic. But true humility. Knowing when to, to, to be humble. And really humble yourself in this season. That is part of getting your house in order. And we don't want to have any pride, not even poor pride. I call it because what I call <laughs> what I call poor pride is I know I need something, but I won't ask. Okay, poor pride. You know, I don't need no place of pride in my life because you know, with trauma, you develop. I'll do it myself because you yes. don't trust nobody. Yes. You think you're the only one that know how to do it. Yes, so good. even in leadership, you know, we have to learn to trust others to do it. And 
let them learn how to do it and give them the space for mistakes or errors and learning and correct and love and meekness and, and be humble in that place. Amen. 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 That's good. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think I got most of it out unless. Girl, I'm so full right now. Hmm. I just think, I just knew that God was going to do what he was going to do. I thought I had one question. (laughs) (laughs) One question and I just let him do what he's going to do. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for you faithful. And you said two weeks ago, huh? Two, maybe a week and a half, maybe. My God. And I was like, okay. You know, sometimes you'd be like, it's you. I, I knew it wasn't me, but, you know. Oh, you like, know his well, voice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, even in knowing his voice, you still have to try it. Yeah, try the spirit. You Mm -hmm. have to really, you know, about that too. (laughs) You need to look at your motives. It's a lot of voices. It's a lot of different voices, and actually, in getting your house in order, you need to learn how to be able to submit to the voice of God. And learning to submit to the voice of God, of course, deals with His Word. You need to know what His Word says. That is His voice. Um, You need to also have the posture of prayer it teaches you how to be sensitive to his voice because you don't want to be desensitized by not being in his presence enough because that's the place of sensitivity um you don't want to be desensitized by all the stuff you listen to either you have to be very careful in listening to a lot of things also um or watching a lot of things i i I, on purpose, take days not watching TV. Um, Just don't, I don't turn on nothing. Take days of turning on nothing and just kind of sitting still. And I may just be reading a book or, you know, because you find that you say you don't have time to do certain things, but you do. I I find that I have more time than I think, you know, Mm -hmm. to write a book. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes a day, what is that? Mm But um, we have to be able to distinguish his voice. And you, the Bible is clear. His sheep know his voice. And a stranger you will not follow. There's peace with the voice of God. It's not confusion. (laughs) And a lot of times I have tried to dismiss what I've heard the Lord say to do. Because, well, I don't know the because. I I, I I challenge myself in saying, you know, you that's what you heard. So when you have to tell somebody, sometimes, you know, they want an explanation. Well, I don't have an explanation. I just know what God said. Just dropping off the mail. That's I don't have all the details. Mm-hmm. To, maybe I have to do what he said in order to get the details. Mm. A lot of times, if you don't do the first thing, why do you need to get the second thing? That's Why good. do you need to get the next instruction if you haven't followed the first instruction? Go to a land you know not of, and when you get there, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. That wasn't no details in that. Well, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So it, it's no details in following God a lot of times. So you you trust that you know his voice, and if there's a mistake in it or if you... If you were wrong in the 
place where you thought it was his voice be okay with apologizing repenting or whatever uh-huh. you're learning uh-huh. abram his name was abram before it turned to abraham abram was learning how to distinguish the voice of god and really learning how to trust it and he got some things wrong along the way but he is counted the father of faith Mm -hmm. don't be so harsh on yourself and learning to trust the voice of god you have to learn to follow it in order to learn to know it because when you follow you'll the the results the fruit you'll see that you followed it but be okay when you're wrong. I, I, I'm not, now I'm, be careful. I'm, I would say you sign wisdom and advice when it comes to important decisions. You know, you're young and you want to marry somebody and you don't want to get counsel. You need to know some things. Y'all need to talk about, discuss some stuff. So that's, God just told me, so I'm doing it. That's good. There is a place for sound wisdom uh-huh. and some counsel. Because we know that marriages don't last when problems or situations arise. Uh-huh. So I'm not I'm not talking about certain decisions. You may need some wise counsel in that. So don't take what I say and then twist it a little bit. I'm saying when you're learning to trust the voice of God in certain things that you're called to do. Uh-huh. Far as I don't know if I have a good example. Maybe you guys do. But just being wise in your decision making, having wisdom is good. But you have yeah. to know when God has said something, he, he is the wisdom. Amen. I was thinking of, um, this, this takes us back though, when you and I worked together. And you remember when the salon closed and it was supposed to be, it was, it was, it was dual things happening. It was sad. But, the, but we were in there praising and speaking in tongues and praising God. We didn't know what was going on, but God mm. came and swept through like a fresh wind just to say, mm. I'm in this. Yes. Girl, the way he moves in a, in, in a place where you think, okay, this is bad. What are we going to do? But he right. swept in like, uh-uh, I got you uh-uh. all. I got you all. Mm-mm-mm. And it, that was, that was, uh. You know, I was thinking also today how our moments sets us up for our now. Uh. How, I don't know, definitely didn't have an idea of some of the things that God would bring me to now. Uh-huh. But it's just amazing how God allow you to cross paths with people uh-huh. and how it makes opportunities for you. Uh-huh. And how we met each other during, during that time. And it was just a divine relationship. And I've been in salons, you know, God moved me to salons on assignments a lot of times. And but those that relationship that I had there has not ended, you know, Mm -hmm. and how it just behooves us for certain seasons and times in our lives of where it's bringing us and to not dismiss any part. I'm telling you. I'm not saying I want to go through trauma. Yeah. But I don't dismiss the moment that it made in my life. Amen. When it says my favorite scripture is Genesis 50 and 20, you'll hear me say it like Noah for 400 years. (laughs) (laughs) What the enemy meant for bad, God Mm -hmm. meant it for the good. 
to save much alive. And I love the last part, to save much alive. I feel that. Oh, I, I love feel that. that. I, that's, I, I just love that scripture. Because God will turn it around. He turns he it around. He, enemy think he got you. Got you in the corner. God like, no, I got her. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm going to use that too. I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. does. And we grow. We grow in grace. We grow in wisdom. Mm -hmm. We grow in compassion, right? Mm -hmm. For others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need that. We need that. We need compassion for others. We need that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More so than ever. I feel like I've been talking, so I'm a. No, you need to talk. You need to talk. (laughs) They're here to see you. Well, we're here to see the Lord, so I hope you have seen him on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I am just excited. I'm excited. We're in an awesome season. We are. I've been excited just for some um, things that he's been revealing to me started in December. So I'm seeing some things come to pass, and it's really exciting for me also. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah, he's good. Mhm. Amazing. Mm. And you know, uh, in getting your house in order, this little moment, like the moments of silence, like the silas, I think we need to value those. You know, a lot of times you feel like, oh, what do I say in this quiet place or this space right here? I think just honoring those moments is really a, a powerful move of God. Really just taking the time to really, the Lord has been showing me um, when I do, I, I don't know if we call it revival or whatever, but just those moments of just don't say a word right here because God has spoke and just take it in and, and just really just wait for me to speak again and if I tell you to say something right there say it but we're not used to that and don't take advantage of those kind of places enough to really soak it in and really be like yes amen amen and like I sit here and be soaking and people be like crazy <laughs> We're just being in the, in the moment. Like, uh, I know people watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What are you feeling over there, Kiki? Kiki just taking it all in. Taking it in. Taking it in. That's good. I'm blessed. I've been blessed by tonight. Amen. You know, we have to we have to get our house to the Lord. He said obedience. Mm-hmm. Keep a posture of prayer. Mm-hmm. I said prayer. Diet. Diet, yes. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> the diet part. Oh Jesus. I did Watching get on the scale the other day and I'm mm-hmm. like, I've been eating, but the pounds is coming off. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> guess I've been eating the right things. You've been eating, but you started a workout or something, didn't you? Some kind of I started a workout and I I uh 
have to go back to the workout. So now I'm at the place where, okay, sometimes you got to start again. Be okay yes, with that. Yes. It's all right. Start again. Start over. But the diet, the diet is the easy part for me because I like to cook. So the exercise is the, the, the forced place for me. So and you do like to cook. You were, yeah, yeah. You were going to do a cookbook. Yes, I need to do the cookbook. I kind of put it off for this season because I have other focus, but mm-hmm. I know I'll go back to it. Hey man. Mm-hmm. hey, man. I forgot to mention that I also wrote a book, Why Did I Get Married for the Second Time. Did you? Yeah. It's a small ebook. I forgot about that. I'm going Why to revise it. Why did I get married it. for the second time? Yeah. I, I have to find it, but yeah. <laughs> How Why did I do married? this? How long you um, nine nine years. It'll be nine years in July. Okay. Okay. How long were you married the first time? Um, sixteen years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you already mm-hmm. told us about that situation. Okay, sixteen years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So sixteen years. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, why did I do this again? But it wasn't really why did I do it again? It's really about getting your self understanding things about you so you won't end up in divorce again. Because oh, you go cool. everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, so someone yeah. asked about that book. Um, where can they purchase it and what points are in the book? Um, so why did I get on, I haven't went back to the book in a while. I have to get it for you, the exact title. Um, you can get it, it on Amazon. Oh, okay, it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Okay. Um, I was trying to do it as a free Kindle book. Um, trying to see about how to do that. But um, some of the tips, just talking about... It's, it really is kind of around a little bit around trauma, but just understanding who you are and understanding that it's, it's not about the person that you marry, but really dealing with the issues of you so that you can stay married. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're still dealing with, you're still dealing with trauma. Yes, yeah, second, second marriage. Mm-hmm. Second yeah. marriages don't last as long as first marriages. So how to really uh, prevent the D word, mm-hmm. divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the behaviors. Still yeah. around, centered around trauma somewhat. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some um, characteristics of trauma uh-huh. in your book. You say, trauma made me hate. Trauma made me not know how to love. Trauma had iron bars around me. Trauma didn't want me to be free. Trauma had me cold. Trauma had me stuck in a mold. Trauma made me untouchable. Trauma made me live dysfunctionally. Trauma made me not trust. Trauma wanted me to live unjustly. Trauma made me a people pleaser. Trauma made me a people hater. Trauma made me care what others thought excessively. Definitely. Yes. I went through that. I can relate to that. Yes. 
And until I came to the knowledge of, of, of those things and saw myself, and it was it became self-aware to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Girl, I didn't even realize I was spiraling. Yeah. Didn't even know it. And you don't know it because mm-hmm. that's the way you used to functioning. Mm-hmm. It's normal. It was normal. Mm-hmm. It feels normal. But it is not. <laughs> not at all. Because God is so good and he, he, he shows you this is what you're dealing with, daughter. Mm-hmm. This is what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But then we can't turn away like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, I didn't. It's, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to have to just surrender this to you. Because mm-hmm. I want to be free from this. Mm. I dealt with that. I dealt with enabling behavior, people pleasing, drug abuse, overeating, anxiety, isolation, risky behavior, guilt, mm. all of that. Mm. Anger. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that. And like you were saying, that overworking, not wanting anyone to help, just doing everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of yeah. that. All That's of it. it. And people pleasing for me was, whew, I didn't want anybody mad at me. Like, please just don't be mad at me. I'll do whatever it takes for you to not seem like you're mad at me. <laughs> You know, and then you get this imbalance where I don't care if you're mad at me. I don't care how you feel about me. You know, it's so imbalanced. It's like a double-minded person. It's a double-minded man. You just have no stability. No stability. No stability stability in your life. None. None. And you'll treat the new, you'll treat the people that's present in your life from the uh, aspect of like they the person that abused you or hurt you so you you don't even you're not even able to develop healthy relationships yes why everybody come in my life leave my life well well who's the common push, denominator right you push people away or you know but you don't mm-hmm. realize it's from the place of trauma because we don't get counsel that's why I like to have these discussions because if someone can see themselves, when we have discussions like this, other people mm-hmm. are like, oh, wait a minute, I can identify with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm dealing mm-hmm. with that. Because mm-hmm. if, if they don't have those discussions in their home or they're around mm-hmm. a certain circle and they don't talk about it, we mm-hmm. need to have shows and, and, and expose people to this yeah. so other people can identify with it. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. That is important. I remember, I don't know how God connected me to these people. I don't even remember how I met them. I don't have an idea how I met them. I can't even tell you right now. I don't know. Maybe MySpace or something back then oh. was my MySpace. But I was praying with these women. Okay. And praying with them, they were like, they were terriers. I'm telling you, they were, they were prayer warriors. Okay. Oh. And... I would be praying and the Holy Spirit would start doing some stuff and they like, uh-uh, let's go back right there. Let's hit that <laughs> demon over the head. Amen. <laughs> and they were like, they were like bulldogs on the enemy. They did not play with no spirits. So I went through, I'm going to tell you, I went through some deliverance, deliverance sessions. I went, I, I did not know. I also went through deliverance or just kind of talking things out and 
with with a leader and while we were doing deliverance I realized when she hugged me I didn't want her to hug me like I, I felt uncomfortable and you know she embracing me because she feeling compassion for my story and you know things like that and when I gave in to the hug I began to feel like a child coming out the womb by letting go and just allowing myself t- to be hugged wow. and it was I, I I couldn't believe that I felt like that but I all those years I was I don't don't really get too close to me you know I, but now I'm like I'm all in people's space now I'm like <laughs> one of those people who, that's all in people's space but during them seasons I didn't even like people in my space so with that kind of you know place I, I did I, it took me a long time to learn how to hug my own children uh. because it was you know everything I loved hurt me and I didn't realize that was the mentality I was carrying but over time the Holy Spirit and then I, I love the way the Holy Spirit does things because he did it little bits by little bits over time he didn't uh-huh. he didn't rush me through uh-huh. it like a gentleman the holy uh-huh. spirit didn't rush me through uh getting to a place he really uh took time with me to bring me to a place and the only person that was rushing was me uh-huh. <laughs> you know uh-huh. i was ready to rush through to get to the call or whatever feeling like yeah. i'm oh god i'm not pleasing you because you have this over excessive place to please it is unhealthy and you carry yourself with that way with God wanting to please him so much and he's saying daughter you please me yeah I love you you good you are pleasing me and here you trying to do everything to feel like you're getting on my good side (laughs) you know what it sounds like Kathy what's that the opposite of sonship the son knows okay the i know you're my father yes. that's a servant attitude i gotta do this so i can get paid i gotta do this he like no you're my son you're my daughter you're good yeah you do it out of love for me and out of and out of the fact that you know i love you but you're not yes. working your way to get into my good graces yes. <laughs> yeah. that exactly uh-uh. that is so good I gotta write that down when we get out. Because That's I know, I know that he's my father. When I got that realization, I rested there, and I'm still there. When I rest yeah. there, you're my father. I'm not working to please you. I I'm do things out of love you. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, a hired hireling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a difference, and it's a, it's a, a piece. It's there. a bondage. Mm-hmm. That is bondage, though. But I it from is. years of bondage, and you know. Mm-hmm. When you've had years and years of bondage and you can be free and speak freely and be transparent, that is refreshing. Mm-hmm. That is refreshing. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that it does take time. And, you know, I understand that people are walking things out and God gives us that time. But we don't give ourselves that time. We don't mm-hmm. give other people that time. Yeah, we don't give other people that time. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. And then, you know, some it doesn't take all of that. But for me, it did. Um, but yeah we don't give other people that time it's really but it will take it if you've gone through so much it will take that time because it didn't take that you know you didn't get like that overnight it does take time yes it absolutely does as long as you know that this is a this is a journey yes and he walks it out with us 
one of my good friends, she say, Pastor Lashana, she always says that healing is a journey. <laughs> this is not a marathon. It is a journey. Amen. Amen, Pastor Lashana. It's, it's, it is. So. <laughs> it is. And we're going to take that journey with him. Yes. Going higher together. That's good. Because that's because we need each other. We're stronger together. We are. Iron sharpens iron. We all have something to give. Mm. You know, relationships are transactional. I always say that. Mm -hmm. I have something for you. You have something for me. It's not just mm -hmm. a take, take. We have something for each other. Mm -hmm. There's beauty in all of us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate, I appreciate relationships. You. I appreciate I you. <laughs> I just know relationships matter. I used to have so many superficial relationships. <laughs> like you were talking about not wanting to hug. Mine was just, I don't want you to be that close. Because I had so much to hide. So I'm like, mm. if you come too close, you're going to see what I'm hiding. <laughs> so you, and you may not want to be my friend no more. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you stay over there. Yeah. But I, I do value friendship. I value sisterhood. Mm. And I value transparency. I value authenticity. I think mm. it's freeing. I know it's freeing. And all that secrecy is bondage. All that, I want to say that because who going to think what? No, because everybody kneeling and they praying. And I say that and I keep saying that. Because so, we all need God's grace and mercy. We do. So mm -hmm. we can extend that to each other. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. One person at a time. So that's what we do here. Oh, Talk, like be free, testify and, and about the goodness of God and things that we've gone through and what he has delivered us from. And help someone else. Mm-hmm. Our That's testimonies good. are not our own. No, they are not. You and are I said Revelation 12, book. 11. Yeah, when we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But the, but the last part is what gets me, that we don't love our life unto the death. Because mm -hmm. if we love our life so much, we're saying, I can't put myself out there, Lord for you because I am loving myself too much. I'm loving my appearance too much. I'm loving uh, the perception of me too much. So I can't put myself out there because people perceive me a certain way. No. No, 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 no. Put yourself out there if he told you to. Still mm -hmm. be obedient to what he told you to do. If that's mm -hmm. not your call, if that's not what he told you to do, don't try to step in the arena that you ain't supposed to be in. Because mm -hmm. everybody don't have that call. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody not told to go on and just speak your, your, your uh, you know, write a book and tell you your business. When I work with ladies, I ask them, have you been released? You know, is this something that you, you're ready to do with God saying that you to do this? It's time for you to tell your story. Yeah. If they know that that's the case, God gives them grace for that. He will grace mm -hmm. that. If he has told you to do something, he is not going to leave you out on your own. He's just not. It doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. No. He will lead you. Mm-hmm. Besides still waters. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I know we got to wrap up. I've been to call Kathy on the phone, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this has been great. I have enjoyed you. I oh, thank I've you for coming it. and just blessing us and, um, just, just being you, you know. This is just how you were, even at the salon. 
I'm just glad when I can retire like you. Retire? <laughs> yes, you, I am. Listen, I'm retiring. You know that this sister wanted to do hair the rest of her life. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you know that, but that's I, I do. Okay, so <laughs> our father said, "Hey, I have something." He retired. To do. You. He retired. Me. <laughs> I didn't retire. Me. I'm being obedient when he said close the salon. That was one of the moments like when he told you and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? He said, like, go pray. You're like, go pray? What you talking about? Yeah, so no, I didn't retire me. If I can just do hair and crochet, I, I would be great with that. Traveling, being a platform artist. What the kids this, say, miss, miss me on that one. Miss me on that one, yeah. <laughs> this is actually as we rushing like, oh, I want to do, I want to do, I want to be, I want to be. It's it comes with a lot. <laughs> it comes with a lot. It's easy to just live your life and not be so quick to be like, Lord, I want a position. Lord, I want a... Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That ain't what I did. I just submitted to him. Whatever yeah. he had for me, I'm just following. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yes. doing. Yeah, I'm not saying, hey, I want to be this or that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Amen. Amen. But he is good, and he will get the glory out of our life. He already yes. is, and he will continue to do so. Yes, he That's will. That's what it's about. Yes. We'll get the glory out of our life. Yes. When I when I was in the hospital last year, when I almost died, that right there took me to a whole nother level of faith, Kathy. It took me to a whole nother level of boldness, and it took me to a whole nother level of whatever you want, Lord, because I'm not tied here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you, yeah, that that was something. That was eye opening. That was eye opening. I thought I was already someplace in Him, mm-hmm. but I say it's so many different levels in You, Lord. Mm. <laughs> so many different levels we go to. It's it really so many. Is. Yeah. Oh Lord, but He is good and He is faithful. Thank you for the invite. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for accepting the invite. Well, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Because you, yes, you don't want orchestrated this one. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, yes, yes. Kiki uh, generally gets us all closed out. Oh, I want to say, if you're watching on the replay, please hashtag replay. So I know that you're watching on the replay. I want to throw that out there. Amen. <laughs> okay, it's about 826. Um, thank you, Kathy, again for just sharing um, your wisdom and your testimony. Um, can you leave with the um, viewers three things to take away as far as pertaining to getting their house in order? Something you want to leave with them that they can um, work on or what's important uh, with the message? Um, understanding the importance of prayer has to always be top in getting your house in order. Be submitted to prayer. Um, be submitted to being obedient because it leads you to the promise. Um, also, uh, truth in the inward parts, desiring truth in the inward parts and knowing because you desire truth in the inward parts that it will bring you to the place that you need to be in because truth cancel and breaks the lies. So we want to have truth in the inward part. And I got that from Psalms 51 and six. Um, the scriptures that I had was, uh, second Kings 20 and one It's important to have scripture. Uh, as a guide 
So I want you to be able to go and look that up in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, where it talked about the five foolish and the five wise. Now, that was more than three, but that's where I'll stop. That's good. That's good. That's good. Can you also let them know um, where they can reach you um, at? Right now, you can reach me. I usually do my email because it's so hard to get everything in Facebook inboxes. So my email is approach k rivers the letter k rivers at icloud.com or k rivers approach at gmail.com i'm working on my website so i'll have that soon but the books you can get on amazon or you can contact me and i can get you a book um get it to you and that's how you can contact me is that right right K Rivers approach at Gmail. Yes, I think that one is a little easier to remember. So, I do check my emails. Can you before before you um, ask her to pray, Kiki? Can you um, tell us what approach stands for again? Um, Apostolic, prophetic, prevail, revival, operate, answer, come to holy call. Wow! Wow! Amen. Amen. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, Kathy, uh, do you mind um, closing this out in prayer that we uh, depart? Okay. Father God, we thank you for this time, oh God, to come together, oh God, to hear your heart, Father. We ask, oh God, that if there's anyone, oh God, that's dealing with the places of trauma and wounds, Father God, that we know that it is required, it is healthy for us to break free, and we are free through the blood of the Lamb. We are free from you breaking the curse, Father God, and we receive all that you have done for us, Father God, and everything that's linked to us, every place from generations, Father God, every place that's linked to us from trauma, from wounds, um, anything that's linked to us, Father God, that is causing us to not be totally free in this season, we declare that it be broken because salvation means that you have delivered us from the molestation of our enemy. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for times like these, Father God, where we can come together and be transparent, where people won't feel isolated and alone, Father God, that they'll hear, oh God, that they're not the only ones that it will bring solutions and strategies to the things that you have called for them to be totally free father god we thank you for the place of prayer where we can come to you father god freely we can come to you humbly we can come to you transparent we can come to you just as you as we are and you receive us father we thank you for a place to come to you no one has to come for us father god we thank you for a place where we can come to you teach us how to come to you father god draw us closer to you how can any man come to you except you draw them draw us to the place in you father god the place in you where we can lay it all out where you can heal us completely wholly thoroughly with not without lacking anything without wanting anything father god we thank you for what you're doing we thank you for tara we thank you for the young lady that is with her father god and we ask that you continue to be with them oh god as they go and do the assignment that you have called them to do as they go higher together father as we go higher together understanding that we need each other and there's strength 
strength in in the uh, place of unity and their strength in the place of transparency. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. Show us how to get our houses in order according to what you are telling us in this season, Father, that we turn to you and to find out your heart concerning where our house needs to be in order. And we thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining Thank us. God. Blessings to you all. Hallelujah. And remember that we grow higher together. We'll see you next Wednesday at 7 p.m.